0: (laughs) How's it going everybody? I'm Eric Penecki. I'm David Choi and I'm John Labretti. And welcome to the Deals and Dollars Podcast. The three of us are real estate executives in the New York City metro area. Every week, we bring on the best real estate investors and entrepreneurs we know to talk about how they made it in the business, how they sourced their deals and most importantly, how they make their dollars. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. All right, let's get into it. Let's ride! Brendan De Silva, thank you so much for for joining us today. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. I got a new dog, as you can see. Brian with me. Who's a so, good papa? This is a great Who's your good- He's actually, dog is he's so actually the cute.
1: team mascot right now. And it's he's a little a mini role. dachshund for my wife.
0: All right. So, so Brendan, I think you're my oldest friend ever. Oh, yeah. We've been friends for like 13 years. 13 years. At um
1: least. maybe 14 years.
0: You went from you have a crazy past. Like you and I both share a little bit of, yeah. of the insaneness. Probably one of the worst students to ever walk through Rutherford. I think
1: I was like top, like in the class of like 150, I think it was like bottom 10. I had like a 1.9 GPA.
0: Yeah. So you came in. I remember 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th grade, you were selling your whole life. Yeah. You've always been selling lollipops. You sold a lot of things. That's what I
1: think. I'm like, I have five years of experience in real estate, but I have like 14 years, 13 years of sales or even longer.
0: You're just selling everything.
1: Well, I grew up watching my dad sell. So my dad, he had a graphic uh, business where he was like making t-shirts for like, like signs or business cards. And I would watch him and like by osmosis, I think that's how I picked it up.
0: Why don't you just give a quick background, like your story, what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, I'm a child of Brazilian immigrants. When I was about 13, my parents split. Kind of, you know, rebellious. Ended up very poor, right? But you know, I found Jesus. I had this like revelation, changed my life, very transformative, right? I was like depressed, and I was hopeful. It was really powerful at a young age, 17. Wow. Uh, went to school to be a pastor. That all was good and well, but ended up getting in some trouble my junior year, which led to a two-year legal battle, which then led to, like, six months in jail, which is not a fun place to be. I wouldn't recommend going. Oh, God, no. I was, like, uh, 22 when I went in, and it was kind of crazy. You know, I graduated May 7th, 2016. I am the best man at my best friend's wedding, college roommate, the 17th of May, and then on the 28th of May, three weeks after graduating, I ended up going to jail Mm. for six months. Actually, when I was in jail, my mother was like, Hey, you should get your real estate license when you come out. I'm like, Mom, what? I'm in, like, what, what is a real estate license? Fast forward, I ended up uh, applying for a job when I got out, $12 an hour, literally picking up elderly citizens who are mentally handicapped and bathing <laughs> them. I get to the third round of interviews, and the guy Just <laughs> three rounds of I'm, interviews? A three, for the 12 hour job. <laughs> so I'm like, Holy crap. So I go to three <laughs> rounds of interviews, yeah. you know, I'm still like immensely gone, right, with the jail. Okay. Like, my mind is all fragmented. PTSD, I PTSD, remember. PTSD, deep yeah. in the trenches. Do not recommend the experience, but actually was for the best. I ended up really growing in my faith, growing as a man, growing in in all areas of life, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, the whole nine. From that, though, I ended up getting rejected because on the last application, he said, hey, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Mm. And if yes, fill out, and he gave you two lines. Well, how do you fill out two-year legal battle in two lines? So from there, I ended up going into my real estate license. I didn't have any money for it, but my buddy, Juan Carlos, he actually gave me 400 to take the class. It was 450. I said, oh man, my bad. It's 450. I have no money. Can you hold me with this other 50? He said, all I got is 400. Wow. So I actually called the real estate license school and I say, hey, the teacher, I say, hey, can you give me a break? I'll write you a five-star Google review. She wow. says, yes. She gives me for 400. I go in.
0: Selling again. I, yeah, selling again. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Immediately. So I go in. I didn't sell my first property for four months, but I was working 80, 90 hours a week, oh my God. cold calling, like literally off a stack of leads from probably 1990. Yeah. The leads were as old as Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm going, and this is like old school. So I'm manually dialing. I don't know about dialers. I don't know. I'm manually dialing. On your cell phone. Literally. Click the dial. Bum, 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 1, bum 9, 3, 3,
0: 5, Ring, 6, yeah.
1: ring. Hey, this is Brendan Silva. And then, you know, I I just learned about the double dial like six months later, right? You got a double dial.
0: What's the double dial? Hold on. Oh, the
1: double dial. Do you know why people don't pick up the first time you call them? Why is that? Because they're waiting for you to call a second. (laughs) You gotta call twice. You gotta call twice. Facts, yeah, 100%. Who calls you twice? Your mother, your girlfriend, and emergency. Absolutely. You need to pick up this call right now. This is urgent. Absolutely. The same person. Is what we're doing. Hey, I'm, I'm calling you because I want to help you create wealth in real estate. Absolutely. Or I'm calling you because I want you to protect your wealth in real estate before the market turns and sell your property for maximum dollar. Okay, right.
0: great. Boom. Right.
1: So I'm, I would say I'm equal to your girlfriend at that time. Come on, your girlfriend's calling you. Maybe just see how you're doing. I'm calling you to help you make money. Absolutely. Probably a more important call. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, fast forward <laughs> five years. Personally, I feel like God has just done a tremendous work in my life. Very grateful for his role actively. i married it's a transformation that's taking place, truly. I own two properties now, looking for my third, both multifamilies, Airbnb. And this past year, my real estate team and I, we sold two hundred and twenty-two properties. Amen. In the year of twenty twenty one. It was really amazing, about ninety four million in volume. Wow. Looking to hit three hundred this year.
0: Wow. That that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I remember your first four months in real estate. You
1: pushed me a lot into it.
0: We we I remember you calling me. It was like five thirty p.m. I was still at the office. I was working at the Hampshire Companies. Mm-hmm. You're like David. I don't think I could do this anymore, man. I'm calling. I'm I'm working yeah. eighty, ninety hours a week. I'm taking yeah. clients out to showings. Like nothing's working for Nothing. me. And you're just going through this uphill battle. You're just trying to figure it out all on your own. Oh, right? all the time. Yeah. Fast forward five years later. You're the number one broker in Newark, New Jersey, the largest city yeah, in like New two Jersey.
1: X. By like 2X. Like the second guy is half our volume.
0: You're absolutely crushing it, right? And and for as long as I've known you, you've been one of the hardest workers I've known.
1: Yeah. Maybe right. not the smartest, but definitely hardest.
0: And, and as entrepreneurs, we struggle to kind of create that balance, right? 100%. You're married. You have the most unbelievable wife. By the way, I. I me and Deb are very good friends. My wife is Deb. She's like my sister. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how Brendan landed this girl. This girl yeah. is the godsend. Oh, she's 10 out amazing, 10. 10 amazing. Out of 10. So anyway, she's super supportive of you, yeah. right? Super supportive. But I'm, how are you like balancing your life right now as a married man? Balance is
1: a huge, huge virtue. Uh, you know, Ryan Pineda, He just came out with this planner. It's called The Wealthy Way. Right. Yeah. And I actually was telling everybody about it. And essentially, he says this. The idea of wealth as we know it is usually fast money, big money, loud money. I realize I know a lot of people who are extremely wealthy. They're yeah. broke in my eyes. They're not poor. They're rich, but they're broke. Mm. Right? There's a big difference between being poor and being broke. Being poor is you literally don't have money. Being broke is like a way of life. So for me, I want to succeed in all my areas, both physically emotionally spiritually i want to like love people i want to love god and i want to be like affluent right i want to succeed and be living in abundance yeah so a very pragmatic tip to like being balanced in your life with your marriage i would say is treat your marriage like a business you know what's the most important thing in your business that one dollar producing activity that's like the most important thing so you got to find that and isolate that in your relationship for me the most important thing to my wife is a combination of washing the dishes and (laughs) while i wash the dishes she wants to hear these magical words. It's very seductive. Four words. You ready for it? I'm ready. How was your day? <laughs> Boom. That's, it's hot and heavy from there on. Oh, man. It's just poof, match fireworks. Wow. That's all she wants. Right. There's nothing else. She doesn't want a house. She doesn't want a car. She doesn't want a purse. She doesn't care. All she wants, all she wants are those two activities. Wash her dishes when you get home. Right. And how was your day? Wow. So I think the way you find balance in your life is you treat your life like a business in all areas. Like, if you can run a seven-figure business, you should be able to run a marriage. Absolutely. Right? Unless you're willing to sacrifice your marriage because of a seven-figure business. Then don't get married.
0: Wow, that's a lot of wisdom there. All right, we got to reel this back in. This is the, no, so that's aw- who, the we, odd, are. That's the who aw- we are. That's, that's who, who we are. That's our relationship. Boom. The audience wants to know, how am I going to learn how to obtain financial freedom? How do I build wealth through real estate investing, right? And for as long as I've known you, you've gotten some really bad deals. Yeah, that's true. You've gotten some really good deals. That's true. I want you to tell me about the best deal you've ever done in your entire life.
1: Yeah, 100%. So the best deal I ever got was actually a probate, and it came from a referral. So I was selling, and this is why being a realtor, I think, is so valuable. You know, a lot of investors are against getting a real estate license. Like, Like, you don't need a real estate license. If you're a realtor and you're not actively investing it's kind of like a car salesman who like takes his bike to work right yeah it doesn't really make sense so what we end up doing was this i was selling a client a property in uh nork like the ironbound yep and he said hey listen my coworker's uncle just died from COVID. Oh, yeah. he needs to sell the house today i call him and say listen we're gonna sell your house very quickly you know it's worth about five 5.25 on the market because the house was a terrible condition he did not want let anyone inside you know the deal uh telling him well listen you have two options you can sell like 5.25 or you can probably sell it to a cash investor you know, I'm I'm an investor myself. The investors only gonna pay you like four hundred for it. So what do you think you should do? I was trying to pitch him on the listing. And I said, you, know, if you should really just list it. It'll take me two hours in and out for one open house. That'll be it. The guy said no. He's like, hey, do you have anyone at 400? I think <laughs> that's the option we want to go for. I said, No, I understand that, but you understand it's five twenty five. And he's like, Yeah, we're more we're more inclined at four hundred, just easy, direct. We just wanna be out, we don't want to fix anything. I said, You know Instead of you selling it to an investor, why don't you sell it to me? I won't charge a commission. You'll actually make an extra six percent which is actually like 24 grand. Would you want to do that? Yeah. He says, yeah. So we ended up buying the deal after like inspection negotiations because the oil tank was contaminated. We bought it for 388. So we got another 12,000 off. I didn't knew nothing about the construction is always my weak point. Right. So yeah. that's why the money you make on a deal is up front. So I bought the place 388. I ended up moving in. I put two hundred and fifty grand in, a sickening amount of money for a Wow.
0: Lab. What did you budget for that initially?
1: Initially, I was actually with me here and I was like, ah, he thinks like one fifty. That was a number. It was like one fifty. And then I thought of the backyard, I'm like this backyard's pretty cool. Yeah, we spend like forty, fifty grand here. That makes sense. So yeah, it was a terrible idea.
0: So <laughs> your backyard is sick. It's sick.
1: The point is this though. So we're all in for six fifty, let's call it, right? I'm living on the second floor. I have a first floor Airbnb, making around four thousand a month average.
0: Yeah. Right? What's your best month? My
1: best month is fifty four.
0: Wow. My worst month was 33. Worst month is what? 3,300. 33. Your you're getting 43 on average. On average, yeah, around there. Yeah. And your best month was what? 5,400. hundred. Fifty four. Yeah, on one unit. If you rented this to a long term eighteen fifty, 1850, 1900. 18, so you're talking about 2x, yeah. 3x, All day long, man. 4x. It's crazy. It's what so you would have gotten on it's, a long term rental. It's so crazy. Right? Yeah.
1: And people That's know Airbnb. We just in the basement. I have ready to buddy for eleven hundred or whatever. Okay, eleven
0: hundred, nice. Yeah, and and you, I know you. I've been in your place. Obviously, I've slept over yeah. on your couch. Yeah, a couple glasses of wine. So yeah, a couple of glasses of Amazing wine. place. I mean, literally yeah. one of my favorite houses to go to ever. Super nice. In, like, he Definitely. spent a lot of money, but let me tell you, it's nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, and they got these little lights. It goes from the top all the way down. It's oh, like that's so that's hipster. Filing staircase coming down. Which, yeah, that
1: was actually crazy that we got even approvals for that. We end up, we buy it for 400. Yep. 388. We're in it for 650, let's call it. Yep. We end up just getting the appraisal back. The appraisal came back at 1.17.
0: You doubled your equity. Yeah. You doubled it. I'm now going to cash out
1: 250, maybe even 300. I'm just going to buy two more.
0: A lot of people don't understand what a cash out is, right? So let's let's yeah. let's break this down. You're actually right about that. You bought this for three hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah. You went completely over budget. Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Two hundred fifty thousand. Wildly
1: wrong, irresponsible decisions.
0: First fix and flip. He changes the layout. <laughs> 15th, every weekend he's so much, calling me. So much, so much that I ended up moving in. Because at this point, I'm like, you know, I
1: can't even flip this. Because my mind, I was expecting the the, the, the price, that whole area over the past year has developed so crazy. Yeah. The whole area has developed so freaking much, and the market overall has performed. So when I was expecting maybe an 850 appraisal, I literally got 1.17. I'm not kidding you, it's insane.
0: Jersey City Heights is blowing up. That's yeah. where Brendan It lives. is insane, so the Heights. He went in, he changed that layout. I remember him calling me every weekend, Brother. brother, brother, I need, I need business advice. I'm like, oh god. It wasn't business advice. It was indecision. He go, I go. He goes, should I move in? Should I, should I rent it out? I go, whatever you decide, Brendan, you got to choose and you got to stick to. It. Your wife's gonna lose her mind. Yeah. You know? So he goes, you know what? You're right. Let, I'm gonna move in. Mm-hmm. He decked the place out. No joke, this is the sickest place. I You're, love, I, I feel flattered. Honestly. I love your place. Like, it's best it, it place is nice.
1: ever. It's I mean, don't come over. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just imagine it. Is that nice? It
0: is really awesome. I, it's like a perfect house hack, right? Brendan's all in. Let's call it $650.
1: $650. $650, and I have $280 tied up. $280 tied up.
0: And let's say
1: cash is in 280 involvement.
0: Yeah. Now it's worth $1.17. Yeah. You're doing what? 75%? Loan to value refinance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a refinance is when you go to a bank and you ask the bank to give you a loan against the property, right? So, so say this property just for easy numbers worth a million dollars. Yeah. Perfect. You go to the bank and you say, Hey, I'd like to do a refinance. Yeah. The bank will then do an appraisal on the property. Okay. It's worth a million. You're right. It's worth a million. They'll lend you up to 75% in the form of a long term loan against the property as a 30 year mortgage. So they'll give Brendan seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Right. And so they'll lend them seven fifty against it on a low interest rate. Like what did what, what did you end up getting?
1: So I ended up getting on the refi, I pulled out at three point two five. Three point wow. Three point two five. I, I was gonna get three point five. And wow. then I got down three point two five, which is pretty good.
0: That's that's beautiful. Yeah, unbelievable, in my opinion. So you only had a mortgage. You you're all in at six fifty. Yep. You're pulling out like what eight hundred thousand. Yeah, I left some equity you left in. Some equity in. I left equity
1: in. That's why my total balance is only seven hundred. I owe seven hundred on the house.
0: Period. Got it. Got it. So you ended up pulling out extra fifty thousand dollars. I I really made money by refi. Tax free. Tax free. Tax free cash out.
1: And the crazy thing is, I'm still living in the second floor. Yep. I'm paying the same mortgage. Yep. I am literally pocketing, there's no exaggeration, a few hundred bucks every month after pulling out 300 grand. It's unbelievable. If I were to move out, I'd be making, honestly, like four grand a month, 3,500 a month.
0: What are you making right now living there for free? Right now I'm living
1: for free. My mortgage is like 2,700 uh, and I make 4,200, like 2,500 living for free.
0: You're living there for free in this unbelievable house with parking in Jersey City Heights yeah, making $2,500. 30 grand a year, brother. Positive, year. Positive net cash flow. He just did a refinance, pulled out. No, pulled out 300 grand. 300
1: grand. Here's the thing that people understand. I always get so intimidated when I'm speaking to guys who are doing 150 deals. Oh, my true portfolio. One of my guys' portfolio is like 300 units. Yeah. That's very intimidating. Uh, you don't realize one property literally can change your life. Absolutely. It literally can change your financial life, in my opinion, especially if it's an Airbnb property. Gotcha. And that really, might, when you look at the Airbnb numbers in urban markets that are totally underserved, Every, if you have a long term tenant yeah. in Newark, yeah, and you're not in like South Ward, you need to Airbnb. You're on drugs, you're high, you're on, you're a lunatic. Wow, and it's it's absurd not to Airbnb, it's literally absurd. If you're in a real estate investor and you're not Airbnb in Newark, Elizabeth, etc., you're a lunatic. Wow, you're you're either a lunatic, you're lazy, or you're lying to yourself. Wow, that's the reality. Wow, it's that point of Airbnb. You're making two X the rents, that's a fact, right? You're making I'm selling a three-family property right now. I've been trying to sell this dang house. The owner's about to profit $160,000. We cannot close. Why? We cannot close. Because the tenant won't let us in.
0: All right, so that's a whole other show we could go into with Airbnb and what you're doing with that business. Why don't we go into, we talked about your best deal. I I remember the the worst. I actually vividly remember your worst deal.
1: Long story short, the property is called 15 Fairmont Terrace. It's ingrained in my head. Basically, I lost a unrealized gain of 120000 The reason being was this. I bought it for one fifteen. This is two years ago, right before I got married. That was the wrong time to buy because I was getting married. It was too crazy. I wasn't prepared. Find out there was uh, an East Orange, which is by far the most difficult municipality in America to do any renovation It's work. incredibly difficult. David against Goliath. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I end up, East Orange failed an oil tank permit. So I was inexperienced on this 15 Fairmont Terrace when I'm starting the reno. I'm like getting on these quotes. I'm getting my contractors going. It's my first flip. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a quick buck. I bought a cash mistake, right? I'm like, oh, I'm over leveraged a little bit. I'm like, God, oh, this is another hundred grand. I end up selling it because the oil tank permit was failed. So I understood that as, oh my God, there must be contamination here. And I was calling oil tank companies like, oh, that that's, a, that's indicative of a contamination. I didn't want to call the city because I didn't want to bring the city aware because I bought it without a CO and the contamination, the failed permit rather was from seven years ago. I end up calling the state of New Jersey and saying, hey, I'm just thinking about buying this property. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, DEP is um, Department of Environmental Protection. They end up telling me, yeah, there's actually an investigation pending on this oh. property. So in my mind, what am I doing? I'm in my honeymoon. I get this I get this call. I'm like,
0: <gasps> your heart's racing.
1: Rapidly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. This is all bad. I'm going down. I'm yeah. going down. I'm, yeah. Go- yeah. I'm in no, Indo- it's- I'm in Indonesia. I'm 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 calling them. It's like 3 a.m. in the morning. You're for in me.
0: Indonesia, right? I'm in
1: Indonesia. My wife is in bed. I'm up in anxiety. You understand? As a new real, I've only was a realtor at that point for like two years, three years. Yeah, I, I was at the same time. I, I knew about oil tanks and I had heard horror stories with oil yeah. tanks.
0: So we well, let's just take a step back here for the newbies. There is what you call like environmental contamination, which is why it's so important when you're buying a property yeah. to do an oil tank sweep to see if there's any underground oil tanks. To so pull the Oprah. Pull an Oprah, an open permits request with the city to see if they have any records of yep. any open, anything, it's right? Free. You've it's free. you got to do it, especially if you're investing in New Jersey. There are a couple states where oil tanks aren't an issue, but because homes were built in the ni- early 1900s, 1800s, New Jersey is one of the first <laughs> colonized states. There's a lot of old homes with oil tanks, right? Yep. You go out to Texas, maybe not an issue, right? But in New Jersey, like you better too. do your oil tank sweep. Because yeah. if it's leaking yeah. and you got to remediate, I mean, that thing could run you hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars.
1: So that's a fear I have at that 3 a.m. Yeah. call. Right. And yeah. I'm like, and I literally felt myself like I'm, I'm peeing myself. Right. I'm like, Oh, this is going to kill me. Um, I check my bank. Account, I'm like, OK, worst case scenario, let's say it's 40 grand. And then at the time, <laughs> the houses were selling for like 275, 280, 285, yeah. 290. So I was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <sighs> Ends up, I sell it at a loss. I think I lost like 10 grand. But it wasn't just a loss that killed me. It was the time. Time is more valuable than the money. Yeah. Time is more valuable than anything else. So I ended up trading six months of anxiety. I tried selling the property two or three times. I did different investors. I got killed by these guys in Brooklyn. They dragged me for three months. Like, oh, the money's coming. The money's coming. You know, I didn't know better. End up, I lose about like probably I'd say ten to fifteen, twenty thousand. It's not a terrible loss. I know people who have lost like seventy grand on their not first the worst, day. not the worst. But for me, at that point, huge hit. Yeah, dude, people save.
0: Me. Years to be able to have, to 20, have 10 000. 15 20,000, so it is a massive hit, dude.
1: Especially at that age, I was 24 23. Yeah.
0: I just got married, first but, deal and ever. And my
1: wife was telling me, Brendan, listen, I really i am so proud of you, babe. You're the best. This is a horrible time to do this. We're about to get married in like 40 days, yeah. I said, That'd be you no know, nothing.
0: He just spent he said, know, nothing,
1: said, That'd be nothing about real estate. <laughs> and, 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 and she's always right, but, but so yeah.
0: But you know. the thing is, brother, you called me about this deal before you bought it, and I said, oh. Brendan, don't buy it, don't do it. He goes, Oh. But Brendan, I listen. He does what he wants. Now I listen. Now he listen. Now because yes. I've suffered. Yeah,
1: they say there's an expression: a hard head makes for a soft ass. <laughs> so what I'll tell you is this: um, I end up having this experience. Whatever, I lose the twenty grand. The reason why it was so painful to me is because I then sold to a guy who knew he's Orange well. He's flipped like thirty houses in East Orange. There was never an environmental. Uh, oh, there was never a leak my on gosh. the property. That was what killed me. It was essentially, they said that when they did it, it actually was so small, it didn't even register and require cleanup. Got it. So if I had just paid 900 bucks for a soil test, I would have realized it's actually fine. He ends up going, he ends up fixing it. He does less work than my original scope was. He ends up selling it for 40 grand more than I thought I could have. So he sold for 325, 330. Wow. So I end up, so when I say I lost so much there, it's people say it was 20 grand a lot. It's not about the money that you lose just physically. There's also opportunity loss. Opportunity cost, yeah. Yeah, and that really killed me because I was like, it wasn't just about the money. It was, I felt in my gut that I should have just done it, mm. but I, I I, punked out. Got it. Because I was just so anxious. I'm like, oh my God, oil tanks. I started Googling. Oh, man. I started talking to attorneys. I started yeah. talking to people like, listen, oil tank could kill you. And there's if there's a leak, it could really kill you. I'm like, there's definitely a leak. There's an investigation right now.
0: There, let me ask you something. Mm hmm. Where you are now, mm-hmm. right? Like, because real estate is such large field. I mean, you got yeah you got in the law. Yeah. you have to know environmental. There's you need to know architecture. You need to know construction. So much finance, sales. Like, it, you don't need to know everything deeply, but
1: you got to know everything at a high level.
0: What would you have done differently this time had you been in this situation?
1: Two simple, simple, simple things. Yeah, that if you do every time, will revolutionize your life. Yeah, one, have a plan. Stick to the plan. What does that mean? I would have said. From the beginning, here's the scope of work I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to renovate this house, period. We're not changing course. Oil tank comes up. We're going to deal with it. The end. Second, I would have took a breath before I reacted. So much of my decisions were made off of reactions and instead of being you know thoughtful and then acting. Right? I was just reacting. This happened? Huh. I wasn't responding to anything. It was very frantic. It was very naive. It was very mature. If I had really just taken a pause, like, okay, let's say there's an one tank. Okay, what would that look like? All right, well, let me breathe. Let me. Th- I'll be okay. Let me not call 30 people here 30 different opinions because I'm just going to stress myself out. I would have a plan, and I would thoughtfully respond before letting my emotions dictate my course of action. Got it. And then I would have made an extra hundred grand, which would have been very nice right now.
0: I always like to be the guy that doesn't know anything. I proudly don't know everything. Hmm but the first guy to ask for help with that with experts oh, in it. the field right with experts though if i if had i been in your situation cuz i have been in in that situation yep. a handful of times right yeah i go to the guy who's doing 100 fix and flip deals in east orange mm. i go to, call my boy ken i'm in this situation not sure what to do and this guy who's yep. been through the ringer 150 160 market. times yep. will give you the information that you need yeah. So like for me, one of the most important things is just being resourceful, right? Yeah. Having a good team and you know what? Having a good name mm-hmm. and always doing the right thing by people. Because if you just go around screwing people left and right, I'll catch up. you're never going to be able to ask for help. No. But anytime I, I, I'm going through something, I can literally call anyone anytime and I got, I got people that will just give me gold, golden information, connect you're right me with the, the right people. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so we're wrapping up here. I'd like to ask you, like, for beginners, for guys coming in, what is the best advice that you could give to the audience to get started today?
1: This is probably the best advice I've heard and I've tried to live by. Think slow, act fast. I would recommend, if you're just starting, real say, hey, you're across from me. I want to make rich. Okay, what does that even mean? Like, you know, there's this guy, Jordan Pearson says he was interviewing this guy, and he said, oh, I want, I'm going to retire. I really can't wait till retirement." He said, okay, what does that look like? He said, I want to be on the beach drinking margaritas. Okay, we, you knew for 30 years? Yeah, how many margaritas are you going to have? So he's like, okay, you haven't really thought this slowly. You thought very quickly about what you wanted and you just wanted. So I would actually tell people to really examine, to think through slowly, who are you? What do you want? What kind of life do you want? Who are you as a person? Think these questions. Then when you think something, you know what? Actually, I do want to do something that's adventurous. I want to do something that requires courage. I want to do something that could literally... Make me so abundantly affluent that I could change hundreds of people's lives around me, if not thousands. Then I would say act as quickly as possible. Jump into it. Go all in. Do not have any other option. Go broke doing it. But if you're like just starting, let's say you're 35 and under, maybe you have a kid. Maybe you have three kids. I would tell you your kids are going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But you're not going to be okay if you constantly put your foot in the water come out.
0: Burn, burn the boats.
1: Burn the boats. Jump in. You gotta do it, you gotta act fast. What do some action steps look like? Get connected with your local real estate investors. Pay people to shadow them on deals. I should have done that, I would have saved a hundred grand. Hey, I'm gonna pay you a thousand dollars. Let me just can I just shadow you on this deal. Most investors they wouldn't take the money. They'd be like, Yeah, man, just come through. Well, if someone I said, Hey, you're gonna flip a deal, I wanna pay you two thousand. Do you mind if I follow you, David, just on this one deal, please? Oh my gosh. You're not gonna charge them.
0: No, just dude,
1: come on. Unless you like have a program, maybe you're sending you're selling a course, right? You're probably gonna try to hire that person. Yeah, teach them. We leverage them build them up and then launch them and then jv with them right on the road right so i would tell them hey action steps get connected with your real estate local real estate investors shadow them that could also be a realtor you shadow a realtor as i'm a realtor the second thing i would do is become immersed in learning act quickly buy a book right. that could be a step for you to take buy, think thinking grow rich right right love that book. buy, buy a real estate millionaire right <laughs> i'm a millionaire through real estate i'm a real estate agent i'm not really even a massive investor I make my majority of my money on my real estate sales.
0: How old are you, Brendan? I'm 27. 27.
1: 27, and I got out of jail five years ago. Millionaire. Five
0: years. Five years just got out of jail. Five, five years later, millionaire.
1: Millionaire. Just right. got out of jail five years ago. This is not 30 years ago. This is not perfection. I'm telling you right now, anyone can do it. You have to think slow, really process, dig deep, find your why. Find your why. And then you got to pull the freaking trigger. And You yep. just got to jump into it, but just do it. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Think, really think slow, act fast.
0: So finding it, your why. A Deep why, right? Yeah, take an action. Yeah, right, and then get educated. Those are the three things. Yeah, right. So when you say find your why, like a deep why, you could wake up for, yeah. feel passionate about 100%. when you're having a bad day, when you're like, damn, this is hard. You dig back to that why. You know why you started and why mm-hmm. you keep pushing forward. Yeah, 100%. right. Take action. A lot of people get stuck in this analysis paralysis mentality where, oh, but I don't know enough about. I spent personally, brother, I spent three years educating myself, listening to every podcast, listening yeah. to every book, showing up at every networking oh, yeah. event before I took action. Dude,
1: I remember, and I remember he telling him, I'm like, David, you just gotta quit this job. What you're are you are doing? You're I like, was telling him, like, bro, this is crazy. You're like, dude, you know, you yeah, just go for I it. didn't know anything and I was doing it <laughs> yeah. and I was like, why is this guy not doing this? It makes right. sense.
0: He did everything. Was paralysis I didn't burn the boats, right? Mm, and so that is job. a lot you a of. I had I had a six yeah. figure job, twenty two years old, twenty two years old. You were old. making more money than anyone you knew. And, no, I was making a lot of money. It was nice, yeah. and I finally could I take start take care of my parents. Yeah, it was very powerful. So now, burning the boats, going all in is the scariest thing you could do. Yeah, but it always pays its dividends as long as you have a a real powerful why. Right. The other thing you said is that education, right? Oh, this is the most. This important. is the last question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. What is the best business book, personal book that you could recommend so, to our audience?
1: For like the men, if you're listening to this and you're a man and you really find yourself like maybe timid or you don't feel like, hey, I'm as aggressive as I want to be and this business requires aggression yeah. and you don't feel like you, you have that wildness to you, I would actually recommend a book called Wild at Heart. It is a Christian book.
0: Love that book.
1: Great book. It's a Christian book. Even if you're not Christian, I still think you should read it. It's going to help initiate and launch you in a healthy masculine way. I think it's very good. The second book, honestly, I would say Thinking Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Here's why. Not because about it's about, about getting rich, but it's 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 about your mind.
0: Mm.
1: Remember what we talked about? You can be, the r- difference between rich and poor is just finances. Yeah. The book really should be is thinking Grow Wealthy because it's, the book gives you tools to literally become a wealthy person in all areas of your life. Mm. It taught me about what? Decisiveness. When you actually recommended that book to me, you said, Brendan, you're very indecisive when I was flipping my house, you, when I was renovating. You say, very indecisive. I know, I think I am decisive. Actually, I'm pretty insecure about this. He said, you know, there's a book, Think and Grow Rich. I said, yeah, I know. I watch it on YouTube. He said, no, don't watch it on YouTube. Read the damn book. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I, I read the book, and I was like, when I read the book, I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. This guy's talking about me. I was like, I read the indecision. I was like, oh, you know, they said the number one, one of the main traits he found in successful people was decisiveness.
0: Wow. They chose
1: something, they stuck to it, the end. So I would say, wild the heart and think and grow rich all day long
0: awesome awesome thank you so much brendan uh brendan the silva from the the silva team keller williams number one broker in newark new jersey yes. if you want to sell buy rent whatever right. you want to invest airbnb airbnb You contact brendan the silva brendan yeah. how can the audience reach you what's the best way to contact you
1: honestly the easiest way is just dm via instagram it's brendan dd i'm on instagram probably too much so b-r-e-n-d-a-n-d-d like yeah. dunkin donuts
0: Awesome. I follow Brendan on Instagram. It's great content. Um, give him a follow, give him a shout out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brendan. Yes. I really appreciate your time, brother. Love right. you. Yes. Thank you so much. Love y'all. All right.
1: All right, everybody. That's our show. If you like what you heard, do us a huge favor and give us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're feeling generous, maybe even tell a friend. Word of mouth helps a lot. If you're interested in being on the show or getting exclusive invites to our Deals & Dollars networking events, you can fill out a form at dealsanddollars.com. That's deals, the letter N, dollars.com. Your hosts were David Choi, Eric Penecki, and John Labretti. The podcast was produced by me, Joshua Perna, with additional editing by Jonas DeHusse and Erwin Castillo. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.